We put this time aside three times a week now at 7.05 on a Friday morning. For the man, that man's 12 to 1, gets great ratings every day. And then, of course, also gets great ratings overnights on the weekends. And that is uh, Curtis Slewa, who Bo Deedle yesterday uh, called a liar time and time again. Uh, maybe not a liar, but uh, certainly said that Curtis's facts are anything but facts. It was a great 16 minutes out of Bo Deedle. And uh, he he ripped you into shreds, uh, Curtis. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll put that aside because he's just a supporting actor. We're going, we're going for the entrees here, not the hors d'oeuvres. He's just an hors d'oeuvre that you left on the plate. Yeah. Uh, did you say you're going to have Gordon Chang on again? No, say, no Lester oh, Chang. It's an actor war. It's an actor war. Some freaking balloon from a used car dealership. It's an actor war. You why don't you have him on again, right? I actually said to Phil, I said, I want to do one day next week where we bring on all the Changs. Michael Chang, former tennis player. Lester Chang, Brooklyn politician. Gordon Chang on Asia. Anybody named Chang gets a go one day next week. But what you just said was racist because you, you actually, are you saying that all Changs are the same? Gordon, no, Lester? No, no, but Gordon <laughs> Chang, it's an actor war. Let's go to war against Red yeah. China. Come on, enough of this nonsense. And now I'm surprised you don't have your very dear friend, um, Peter King, uh, the guy responsible for George Santos being a stain on the Republican Party. What? Of course, what? in Nassau Peter County King. GOP put him up there. Okay, so then go blame Joe Cairo. Oh, excuse me, but who is the spokesperson? Uh, Peter King, by the way. And by the way, I see you're going <laughs> to have that pump and dump scam master Scarmucci on, Mr. FTX. Could you ask him, when are we going to get back to $32 billion, that boy FTX, the uh, the uh, scammer of all time, worse than Bernie Madoff, ripped off from everybody out there? Would you ask him that question, huh? I can answer the question right now. We're never getting it back. And by the way, this, <laughs> this idolatry, well, well, Lou had to pass a loyalty test so you would fire him after the show. <laughs> First, there's Rush Limbaugh, and then there's Sid Rosenberg. No, 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 no. no according to Lewis... First, there's Howard Stern, then there's Sid Rosenberg, Rush Limbaugh, Please. while Lou admitted was successful, Please. said not nearly as entertaining as I am, and he's right. Please. Uh, meantime, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. meantime, uh, 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 the woman uh, in his life was texting him saying, you know, you need job security here, <laughs> Lou. Just say whatever this guy, this peacock, wants to hear. I knew Rush Limbaugh. You. Oh, no, Rush Limbaugh. Oh, no, don't do this. But you can every learn. No, no, every, no, you can every, learn something from Every him. time you do this, Bo says you didn't know that person. Are you kidding? We Patty worked side Pesto, by Wait yeah. a second. We were at WABC, the old WABC, before he moved to Palm Beach. Let me tell you one thing. Yeah. His mistake is the mistake you're making now. Before he met with Bush 41, he used to savage Bush 41, country club Republicans. They invite him to the White House, and he sleeps in the Lincoln bedroom. Biggest mistake in his life. But who did? Bush 41 did. No. Rush Limbaugh invited Bush 41. Before that, Limbaugh was constantly criticizing uh, Bush 41. Let me stop you right now. I see what's happening here. So you're making the analogy yes. where Rush was honest about 41. Then they started a personal relationship. Choking him. Right. And so you're going to make that analogy. I know how you think. To me and Mayor Eric Adams. Absolutely. <laughs> you were at your best when you were on his jockstrap. Look, up in Albany, he had his tail to his legs again. He had his tin cup out. He Wait, never but but once, I said that, but I admitted that. He never once mentioned bail reform, and he turned his back on black kids by not opting for charter schools. Even Kathy Crime Wave Hoko said, hey, New York City could use 69 more charter schools. What did your friend Eric Adams say? Oh, no, that'll cost a billion dollars. Meantime, he's giving $4 billion <laughs> to the illegal aliens. Wait a second. First of all... You got to give me credit. 
because I did criticize Mayor Eric Adams about that. I said, hey, Eric, which side are you on? One day you want charter schools. The next day, at the very, at the very at best, you're tepid about it. Now you're claiming it's going to cost us a billion dollars. We know that's not true. We've got schools that are missing 20% of their students. We can use those schools. You don't cost all that money till 15 years down the road when all the new charter schools are built. And so I forgot. called Eric Adams out on all those and things. And you forgot Booker Boy, who escaped Poly Prep Day School. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what kind of a week there? Oh, I went to Poly Prep Day School. Yeah. And then your parents did the right thing and turned you into a bucha boy when you went to what? Simchach Torah? Close. Solomon Schechter, Whatever. now defunct. Whatever. On Church Avenue and East 5th Street. Parochial school. And you saw Cardinal Dolan has to close 12 parochial schools in inner city neighborhoods. So we lose the charter schools. We lose the parochial schools. So here you're saying, well, Eric Adams is very concerned about young black <laughs> and brown boys and girls. Meantime, no charter schools, no parochial schools. Here, you got to go to your local public school. Are you crazy? There are gangs there. They, they read at a fifth grade level. They never escape beyond that. This social promotion. You didn't call him out. Plus, you notice he was wearing that $5,000 customized <laughs> yeah. banker well, suit well, first with all, the vest. Yeah. What, what, what was that? I did call him out. He was supposed to come on the show today. Oh, what happened? He's not on. He'll be on next week. And I was going to go at him pretty hard about what you just talked about because I already criticized Eric Adams about this the last two days. So I know you listen and you know better. I did go after Eric Adams because I believe a true friendship is an honest friendship, and you can still be friends even after I criticize you, you whether you it's you or Eric Adams. You know why he didn't come on with you? His team that, yeah. finally, Team Adams finally <laughs> got across to the brother from another planet. Hey, guy, ever since you've been on with Sid, uh, your approval rating was 42%, which was decent for a mayor. Yeah. You are now at 36%, the all-time lowest approval rating of any mayor in the history of New York City. And the only change from May <laughs> to now yeah. is that you're on with Sid Rosenberg oh, well, on a regular basis. You, you say that's the only change, and I could have sworn I saw it two days ago on the cover, Curtis, of the New York Post, that all these serious crimes outside of shootings and murder, I'm talking about assault, battery, rape, robbery, all these crimes are up in big numbers don't you think maybe that has more to do well, with it than me see. being friends uh, with mayor? Who assisted <laughs> him in becoming the mayor on the law and order? Oh, that's right. I heard that from Bo Dito. <laughs> oh, that's my very dear friend. He'll be a great law and order mayor. I heard that from Congressman Peter King, that Eric Adams Republican. Oh, he'll be a great mayor, right? And then finally when faced with the analytics with uh, Peter King, he said, well, you know, it's the governor, it's the legislator, it's the city council. When uh, is this man going to stand on his own? When... In the words of the great Bernard McCurt, <laughs> yeah. is he going to name and shame these people who are killing our city, huh? So right now, am I to believe, because the last thing you'd ever do is exaggerate. That's not, your, that's not the way you were. Uh, am I to believe that this is a legitimate war? I hate using that word for anything outside of real war because people die. But is this a war between Curtis Sliwa and, on the other side, Bo Deedle and Peter King. Is Absolutely. it a war? Absolutely. What? One, one These thing. are two of the greatest New Yorkers ever. Before we get to that, yeah. I must concur with you since I bashed you and trashed you yeah. and uh, said your staff is, uh, is, uh, is sucking up on your talkers area for job security. <laughs> yeah. But you were absolutely right about Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest. 
when she held up <laughs> Citizens United, he had the foulest look on his face. There is no doubt. Because remember, there was only one person who was out there promoting your book morning, noon, and night. Curtis Lee was Citizens United. Out in the street, people thought I was a crazy man. No, you did. You even you even uh, encouraged people. This was great out of you, talking about crime in New York City. If you can't afford the book, the quote was, steal go it. steal it. Yes. Right, just like you have your book. But let me mention one thing. It is a mistake. If Kelly Ripper now hooks up with her husband, Mark Consuelos. Let me just warn her. I was on one of the last shows with Kathy Lee Gifford and Frank Gifford. Is that right? Frank used to substitute for Regis Philbin. The best. The best of all time. And that was after. Uh, that was right before the expose where Frank Gifford was in the room, remember, with the stewardess? What do you mean in the room? He, he, got, got he, he, got, he got oral from the stewardess right. in a hotel room. That's yes. right. He got caught yes. on the video. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. Never do a show. <laughs> With your spouse. And I'll tell you why. From 1991 to 1994, Angels in the Morning, right? I was on with Lisa at that time. What happened? We got a divorce. Yes. Don't do a program with your spouse. You will end up arguing. You will have disagreements on subjects. You said, I didn't know you thought that. (laughs) That this would be a disaster. And I'm telling you. She might just might, in the back of her head, have been thinking of you, Sid, as a co-host. She really, <laughs> she had this fling for you. There's no doubt she about did. it. She did. She was into she me. She doesn't this. do that for anybody else. Nobody else. She was into me. She was overly enthusiastic. She did it for three days. It annoyed Ryan. It annoyed her producer. Now, but let me I, ask you a question. But you know, I got to tell you something. You're yeah. 100% right. Do not work with your spouse. Uh, Don't let me do that. That's right. Don't uh, do it. Let me give you a litmus test. If all of a sudden, yeah. the idea of Mark Consuelos with Kelly Ripper didn't work out, and the producer... She calls you up and said, Sid, Kelly wants you. Would you give up this thing of ours, radio in the morning, WABC? Well, what's it? it, it, it everything, is everything equal? What if I get $3 million? Uh, are you like the rest of our hosts here that have radio, you know, as a side hustle here? Or when you cut your veins in arteries like me and Frank Morano, it's do you bleed WABC radio? This I'm, is a loyalty test for you here, Sid Rosenberg. Here's my answer. I am never... Now, of course, if they offered me 2 or $3 million, I'd have to think uh, about it. But I am never leaving John and Margot Katz. Excellent, TVs. excellent. Because but they're going only... to they're gonna have to pay me, of course, what Kelly Ripper right, might have paid me. There are only three radio people here. People who live, breathe, <laughs> and eat, and <laughs> sleep radio. At Sid Rosenberg, Curtis Lou, and Frank Morano. Everybody else, they do it as a side hustle. The moment TV comes calling, bye-bye, bye-bye. Well, let me ask you the same question. And, of course, it's a, it's a completely ridiculous hypothesis. But what if Kelly Ripper decided she wanted to have you as, as her co-host and they offered you $2 million? You got 16 checks that go out to wives all over the city every single month. You would not consider leaving for $2 million? Uh, it would never work out. When I went down to Camden, New Jersey, <laughs> her father uh, was one of the uh, county executives. And they asked me, Curtis, what would you do in Camden, New Jersey? I'd say, I'd tell everybody to leave and I'd drop napalm uh, on Camden and then start from scratch. And he was so horrified. Is that right? He threw me out of the building. This was Kelly's father? Yes, yes. What year was this? Oh, this is uh, a while back. Uh, When she first got started with uh, Regis and then stabbed him in the back. That's true. Now, do do you think over the years, because Bo Deedle is a New York, there's no question, he's a New York icon. You can see him at Rayo's on a Thursday night. He's become a big time actor, decorated cop, 20 years. You can't argue Bo's love in New York and his popularity. You too. Uh, right now, at this point of your lives, who is the more popular, more beloved, more important New Yorker? Bo Deedle or Curtis Lee? Why don't you do a poll like you suggested, right? 
<laughs> me versus Silbo. Let's see. I finished second to Eric Adams. When he ran for mayor, he finished sixth. And the only guy he beat was a guy who hijacked a plane and got arrested for that on felony charges. The only guy he beat. Why don't you do that? And by the way, you were in the meeting yesterday with the sales executives, with John, with everybody else. They were extolling the virtues of Cop Talk, the brand new podcast there. Episode number five has your friend Stevie Van Zandt with Ed Mamet and Kevin Schroeder. It's beating Bo Deedle's One Tough Bar podcast. Well, it's beating it. Well, whose podcast is that? You, you haven't heard Cop Talk? With your friend, Stevie Van Zandt? You don't even know that's, that's on the list of our podcasts at WABCRadio.com? All I know about that's my friend, WABC Stephen Van Zandt, all I know is that he's on the road with Springsteen. He got oh, no, COVID, no. and he missed three shows you, in Dallas. You, you have to hear this. Episode 5, Cop Talk. All right. With Stevie Van Zandt, <laughs> okay. Ed Mamet, and Kevin Schroeder, decorated police officers. And they're well ahead of your friend, <laughs> Bo Dietl's One Tough Podcast. By the way, next time you talk to Bo, ask him, who is the guest on his first podcast, your stream? Curtis Lee, we're talking about who? Mobsters, Joey Testa, Patty Testa, Anthony Centaur, and of course, Roy DeMail. Why was he asking me about that on his very first podcast and agreeing with me, huh? These are very, very tough questions now for Bo Deedle, but on the way out, the one thing that he really seized on yesterday, yes. and he went over and over and over again, was a Curtis. For a guy that knows everything about Brooklyn, everything about New York, you should know, dummy, that the Gemini Lounge was not in Canarsie, it was in Flatlands. He made that point maybe 10 times yesterday. What about that? Oh, Troy Avenue and Flatlands Avenue, right before you hit Flatbush Avenue and you hit the area you were from, Midwood, where everybody was soft. No <laughs> hardcore guys there. Oh, excuse me. No, no, excuse but me. He, I, I live right by Madison High School. There was some tough mother oh, uppers yeah, there, okay? real tough Madison. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the schmuck to putz, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer went there, right? Real tough. Bernie the Altacacus hand. Let me tell you, next time you're with Bo, Mr. 75th Precinct, East New York, right? Here's the guy, it was June 10th of 2002, on Imus, when I was on WABC in the morning with Kubi. I was dancing the terror, terror, and the horror because John Gotti Sr. had died of throat cancer, went straight to hell without an asbestos suit, <laughs> and he was telling all of you, Gotti was a stand-up guy. Why don't you go to the Linwood Diner with him, right on Linden Boulevard in East New York, and ask him to take it to the hole in the back where Gotti buried all of his victims and ask him, Bo, you were a cop in the 75th precinct. How come you didn't make any busts since you were hanging out at the Linwood Diner with all the Gotti boys, huh? And Charlie Carniglia, who used to incinerate the victims, huh? Right on Fountain Avenue in his chop shop. You don't think I know, Bo? Hey, I know, Bo. Well, there's Ukraine, Russia, and then there's Curtis Sliwa and Bo Deedle, and I'm not sure which is a more serious He war. said, I'm never a rat. How could you be a cop and not have ratted out members of organized crime? Especially the guy who sue you. <laughs> Love, huh? Noon to one every weekday, overnights every weekend. He's a ratings monster, an icon, a legend, and a tremendously entertaining radio host. And we're thrilled to have him on the show a bunch of times a week. That's our good buddy Curtis Sliwa. Both through the bombs yesterday. Curtis comes back, throws the bombs and you today. you are no Rush Limbaugh, <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. <laughs>